serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Friday. I told you this was going to happen a couple months ago. When gas prices went nuts, I told you somebody was going to pull a stunt and it was going to get them almost blown up. Do you remember that show? I know you remember it. I like to say, remember when I told you that and I was right? It doesn't happen all the time. We should do like those commercials (laughs) now where I can throw that red flag and challenge you and somebody comes out and we can look. (laughs) All right. So uh, in Phoenix, gas prices are almost at $5. This is regular unleaded. So we got that going for us. Right. So what happens when gas prices go up? People try and not go to the gas station. Oh, I could get from here to work. I know it's I know it's almost empty, but I could get there. Now you you do that? Because first of all, I hate doing the gas, but I'll tell you what, sometimes I'll get there and go, okay, it says I have eighty miles, and I know it's sixty five miles yeah, from my house. Yeah. But uh am I gonna try it? So this guy in Phoenix runs out of gas. Right? So uh, there are a couple of things that you can do. Yeah. You know, he's avoiding the, this is just right. He's avoiding the gas station. He's trying to get every single drop of gasoline to go his way before he has to go back to the gas station and pay almost $5. So he runs out of gas. What does he do? Does he call AAA? Does he call a friend? Does he, you know... Well, based on this story, I don't know if he's a AAA member. (laughs) (laughs) Does he walk to a gas station with one of those red cans and try and get some gasoline? No. This is a very bizarre story, and they say the men involved made up an elaborate lie to cover up what actually happens. Okay, so this is, you know, they they did... All right. This all started yesterday morning near 35th Avenue and Ocotillo Road. Police say the owner of the car said it had been stolen by a man who burned him. Okay, that did not happen. Okay. By the way, that's just want to happen. remind everybody, these people vote. <laughs> and he and his friends followed the car, but investigators say that story, it did not add up. It did not add up. So I think we've got one guy who says his car was stolen, and he's got two buddies, and somebody's burned. None, none of that happened. What really happened? Let's go back once again. He ran out of gas. I think he was trying to get as many as much as much gasoline milk in the miles. Instead, police say that the victims, the car's owner and another man filled up grocery bags with gas when the car ran out of gas. All righty. I thought (laughs) nobody came out of the gas station and said, hey, you know, that's you guys can't do that. That's not not the first time we've heard this. I know. Yes. COVID. People were storing it in their garages. In in their... In plastic (laughs) bags. Plastic bags. (laughs) So so it's a a grocery bag. So let's remember, it's not a hefty bag that you take outside in the backyard to do some, some work on the lawn. It's not that. It's the little brown, like, you know, thin uh, bag that you get from fries. That, by the way, always have a hole in it. Always. Always have a hole in it. And these geniuses decided, let's get a couple of those bags. Let's let's pour gasoline inside of those bags. Try and tie them up best we can. By the way, let me just stop here. How do you get the gasoline from the bag into your car? How do you do how do you pour it in? That's well, there's the problem right there. You can't do it. It's going to go everywhere, but you don't need a lot, right? Like this guy's obviously, he maybe he only has a, a couple what? miles to okay. go. Okay, why didn't they all just go to the gas station, take a mouthful? 
Just put, put, just put it in my hands. You put it in my hands. I'll put just it in my hands. Put it in my hands. There you go. I got some pockets. We're going to be fine. Right, right. The bags of gas somehow caught fire. Of course they did. Because one of them, I'm sure, is a smoker. <laughs> inside that car with the three men still inside. So, <laughs> I'm trying to follow this. So they've got the three little bags. They put gasoline in the three little bags. Then they get in a car. Yeah. Now, how did they How did they set fire to the gasoline? That's the thing. That's the thing. A man in his 40s has life-threatening injuries. The other two are said to be okay. No one was arrested. All righty then. You're not arresting... Stupid. Stupidity. We can't. I mean, otherwise, the entire all of our jails would be just <laughs> every day. You know, I'm telling you guys, if you've never seen the movie Idiocracy, it's, it used to be a satire, and it has now become, unfortunately, a documentary. And that's what we have here. Th- not one, not two, but three people were involved in this scheme, and not one of them thought, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> And if you've got money to get gas, don't you have money to get the $4 little red can? (laughs) Oh. So he's got serious burns. They filled grocery bags with gasoline, loaded them into a car. It led to a fire. Again, how did it lead to a... Do you really think someone was smoking? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You have three Uh. people that are putting... Gas in uh, a flammable material into grocery bags from like fries or something, and they think it's the right thing to do. There are three of them that have combined to put their brain power together that this was the thing that they were good. This is awesome, and you don't think for a moment that there wasn't one of them that thought, you know, I smoke, so it's all right, right? It's how in many, the bag. And how many times have you seen people smoke at the gas pump oh, while yeah, they're lot. filling their tank? Right. It's, yeah. Even as a child, I would look at them and go, is this a good idea? Or you yeah. watch like a TV show and someone has an oxygen oxygen tank yes. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's my favorite. Is that your favorite? When they have an oxygen tank, I'm like, this yeah. is going to be awesome. Because you know somewhere there's going to be a casino that goes up soon because some little old lady smoking <laughs> smoking her cigarettes and <laughs> with her oxygen on. So here's the thing. Yeah. They did. They ran out. At least we know one person ran out of gas. Called his yes. buddies. All right. So the car gets there, and they're like, "Okay, let's go and let's go get some gasoline." So they loaded up uh, grocery bags with gasoline. Then the three of these dopes get in the car, and then somehow the car blows up. It gets engulfed in flames. Here's the here's the part that amazes me. The cops arrive and they lie to the police. Yeah. What are you lying to the police for? Just be honest. Are you so embarrassed yes. that you're stupid? Yes. Well, you know what? They're Maybe they've had a run in a, a few times with the police before. I figure people are. Yeah, I'm just saying, and their their inclination is lie because they think they've been trouble because they think this scheme was so bad. <laughs> this has to have broken a law somewhere. Right, right. I got to tell you, if I'm in that car, I'm lying to the cops. I don't think I want to tell the cop the truth. They're probably going to find out sooner or later, but I don't want the cop to know how dumb I am. Yeah. So I'm probably lying. It is probably for the best. I'm probably going to lie. Yes, someone stole my car. Okay, where, where, where? Over here. Well, why do you guys have gasoline in a car? If, if Okay, maybe somebody stole your car. It doesn't explain why you have bags of gasoline <laughs> in the vehicle. Right. That that is that, that none of that explains that. Are no. they holding your car for ransom? Right. And they want bags of gasoline? Why did the police come instead of the fire department? I think they were all there. 
I think they were all there. All I saw was police and were questioning. I'm thinking, wouldn't you have called 911 and said, my friend's on fire? You know, the fire department got there, put out the flames, and they're like, uh, we got to call everybody we know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to, uh, let's call our friends who are the police officers. Like, let's get them over as soon as possible because they got to see how stupid these three guys are. Filled the grocery bags. You know, they were scheming too once they. Once everything went sideways, like, we got to say, okay, well, let's all get on the same page. Again. So he got his car stolen. <laughs> yeah. And we went to the grocery store and we yeah. thought we got. And something. they're all doing that, by the way, yeah. while they're on fire. Okay. <laughs> they're getting their story together while they're engulfed in flames. That's beautiful. Uh, I think uh, the cause is uh, not stupidity, Chad, but high gas prices. I guess you think. And uh, I would blame it on the president. So I there would, you go. Uh, I mean, I uh, would, uh, this would not have happened. If uh, gas prices were not so high, almost $5 a gallon. Biden did that. Biden did that. It's all Biden's fault. It's all his fault. (laughs) All right. So sad. I cannot believe. And as people vote and they wander around and they're next to you at the store and everywhere else, just know that. Just this stupid finds a way. It's awesome. Coming up next, did uh, Ducey give money to rich people to send their kids to private school? We're going to talk about it. Gatos and Chad show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Chance for you to win some uh, tickets to go see Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Stevie Nicks heading to Auction uh, Pavilion next Thursday with Vanessa Carlton. Tickets are on sale right now, but you can go over to the contest page at KTR.com and a chance for you to win. All right, uh, the challenge to the Arizona School Voucher Expansion. Not going to be on the ballot. Uh, the state has confirmed that. Um, it's a, a new universal school voucher law. It will be in effect. Uh, so how do you read this? How do, how do you see this? What, what does this thing do? Are there people out there that are looking at this and they're like, okay, some people try to get a bunch of signatures, get it on the ballot. Uh, we've talked about the voucher program. You know, here's the thing. You know, the... We're, we're great at school choice, right? And everybody, but everybody wants their money to follow them, right? And that's the big thing. So you know, it's not going to get on the ballot, and it's now in effect uh, the universal school vouchers. And people are saying, "Well, hold on a second. It seems like only rich people." Barry and I've talked about this. Mark's just sitting. He goes. Like so many of these people, all they're doing is getting an extra seven thousand dollars. Already sending their kids to forty thousand dollars year schools. But you so know, it's a full stop. So most of this money is going to go to parents who already have their kids yeah. in school. The number is 76%, from what I understand. Yeah. 76% of applicants already have their kid in private school. So what this does is it it, it helps. It just, yeah, yeah, they're getting their tax break, if you will, early. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but, but should that happen? I say I just don't think the money should follow the student. You know, it sounds to me like Governor Doug Ducey he doesn't want to fund public education. Well, it sounds to me like he does that he doesn't want your kid in a public school. He wants to get your kid in a private school as fast as possible. And one of the reasons is he doesn't want to pay the teachers. Neither does the legislature. They don't want to pay teachers. So the you know it's it's that old thing. Do you fund the schools or do you fund the student? Fund is the it, schools. Is it per student, or would you rather have it per per the schools? Well, you want to talk about school choice. Don't parents already have school choice? If you're not happy with your child's public school, here's a choice for you: go to another public school. That's school choice. Yeah. To me. That is but I don't think choice. that's what Ducey's talking about. No, he's talking about charter schools and she-she privates. Well, just he's talking about taking your kid to a place that you feel that you want to take your kid to. Okay. So, so you the, know. Rich, the rich people get seven get $7,000 to send their kid to a private school 
that they're already sending their kid to. Yeah. So who does this help? It doesn't help anybody. I mean, why seven, are we doing seven, it? The seven grand goes to them. Because I think when he's, he, you know, I'm sure when they, when they thought, okay, we're going to set this up, people may take advantage of it with the choice. And I'm a big fan of choice. So you get a choice to go to a school. But some, so many of these schools are so much more expensive than seven Gs. And if you've got a couple kids and it's 30 grand a year, you're spending 60 grand. You're getting 14 grand. That's pretty good. Uh, but... Does it? I mean, again, it's. It, I think we need to have this conversation. Do you fund the, the student or do you fund the schools? Okay, so Ducey tweeted, we fund students, not systems. Yeah. And I found the tweet uh, that I told you about. He, It's actually a retweet from someone else, but when I saw it, it was had his picture there. And it says, yeah, Arizona now funds students, not systems. So yeah. it's a, a retweet that somebody else had written. So it's all about fo- the money, the money should follow, follows the okay. kids. All right. Is there any other area where we can take our state tax dollars directly with us? Give me, give me well, an example. Prisons are, I mean, that's a big thing too. You get paid per prisoner, right? That's a, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for the, and, you know, same thing with, you know, uh, drugs and alcohol treatment centers that they go to, you know, where people, they, that, that stuff is, it's the, it's, they're not funding the, the thing. They're funding the person that's in there, the butts that are in the seats, if you will. I, the example that I give is really there isn't another area where we take our state tax dollars directly with us. There isn't. My example has been public transportation, okay? For me, I don't use it. But I can train. I don't, I'm not getting on that thing. All right, I don't use it. But I do know that this benefits a large group of Arizona citizens. So if that's the case, shouldn't I be able to take my tax dollars and use it towards an Uber? I don't use public transportation. But I do know it benefits a large group of people. But since I don't use it, See, but, it shouldn't shouldn't it follow me? But, and shouldn't I be able to then use those tax dollars towards an Uber or other forms of trans- transportation that I like that I utilize? Yeah, well, but but here's the thing. But you also get to write off your mileage if you want to. That's that's something, right? Uh, so you can write off your mileage. But, you know, they do it for homeless, too, because they fun- like each one of these some of these places get funded per person in a place. And so if, you know, they're fighting to keep a person in there and, you know, that's why everybody gets mad. It's like, oh, you know, private corporations that run, you know, uh, uh, jails. It's, you know, it's a business. I think it helps anybody. I think it's a ridiculous argument that our tax dollars should follow us. They only use it for now schools. But the example I gave is a good example. But everybody tells me, oh, no, uh, you don't you don't use public transportation. Somehow, obviously, you can't take your tax dollars with. Well, why not? You're doing it in schools. Let's do it everywhere. Oh, no, we can't do that. Okay, yeah, so you're you only going to do it in write, one place. You also get a write off your mileage. Eh. That's <laughs> that's not that's not what is it seven grand? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I will. Well, for me, because I drive well, so far. You, you let, drive, me tell, right. let me tell you something. It's a lot more than well, seven you, grand. Well, for you, it might be because yeah. you live an hour and a half outside of town. What about um, if you don't drive on a certain part of a state road? Right. Like it's in the West Valley, and you live in the East Valley. You might say, "I'm going to take my highway dollars." Yeah. And uh, I think we need improvements only in my neighborhood. Yeah, my let's put it towards that. Yeah, and I want mine to go to that. Why can't we do that? According to Ducey, we should be able to do that, right? Uh, it's a, that's a. I mean that that's that's a, that's an interesting argument. But I'm 
because the states and the cities all control their own things. So the cities will control their own. Oh, it's you know. so hypocritical, dude. It's so hypocritical. He wants what he wants. He wants to he wants to get a ton of money into into his buddies fund, who then, own then say all the, these the solution schools is and, fixing the just funding schools. Well, he's ignored that. He's no, not but, fixing a school. He's not paying a teacher. But you fund the, then, then, we're number 50 in paying teachers. But that's why you go and say, all right, you know what? We're no longer funding students. We're funding schools. No. So because if you fund the schools, then if a kid leaves, you don't care. How about you fund teachers? Well, no, you got to fund the schools. Well, why don't you fund? Because I the schools, we're funding students. But the thing is, well, the, the students are, if they leave, they're taking that. It's not that they're getting the money. The state dollars are following them. But if I say you fund the schools, that means you give the schools the money. And so if they have one student or a thousand students, they're making, they're getting the same. So if a student leaves, you don't care. It doesn't, it's not a big deal. This is a stupid idea. And it's too bad they couldn't get this thing going. Um, I don't know, maybe the 2024. It's going to be law, so... Um, you know, it's. I, I think it's also part of the war on teachers too. I really do. That Ducey's done a terrible job with the schools, with teachers, other than the twenty by twenty twenty. And the what, only what, reason. But here, here's the thing. The Ducey's only reason only been he did it. How long? How bad has teachers been? This seems just like the immigration. It's been a it's nightmare. Worse. You know. Yeah, it's gotten worse. I mean, he only paid the teachers because they showed up on his lawn. Seventy five thousand of them. It's the only reason he did it. He didn't want to do it. All right, we got to roll. Coming up next, um, we're going to take you out to a part of Florida that was devastated uh, by Hurricane Ian. So we're going to get you, we're going to be down on the ground in Florida. And man, there are parts that have just been crushed. That's coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we spent a lot of week, uh, a lot of time this week uh, talking about the hurricane and the damage it did. And now we're seeing some of the aftermath. Uh, let's go uh, to the ground in Venice, uh, Florida. Joining us from uh, ABC News, Morgan uh, Norwood. Hey, Morgan, tell us where you are and what you see. We know the devastation uh, is just the, that you're looking at is just brutal. Uh, brutal, heartbreaking is really the word as well. Uh, Live from Venice, Florida here, uh, hit incredibly hard. I mean, I can just describe to you the scene as best as I can. Uh, a transformer blew here at this mobile home park, bursted into flames during the height of the storm, and burned several homes to the ground. Many other residents here, you know, they did leave. They they sheltered in place elsewhere. Um but they're coming back to this, and this is the devastation that they're met with. Um, but I'll say this, while people here are reeling in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, all across Florida, the Carolinas right now getting slammed with this powerful storm that really uh, took a lot of people by surprise. You were in Tampa, correct? I was in Tampa, Okay, so, so tell us about what it was like being in the middle of the hurricane and having to report on that and having to... Uh, uh, having to discuss that and see uh, the devastation. You know, I'll say this. I have covered several hurricanes just for perspective. I, I lived in Florida for a little bit, for about two and a half years. I'm originally from North Carolina. I've dealt with hurricanes, uh, you know, personally uh, with my own family. Um, you know, Ian really, um, really kind of almost knocked you off your feet there. Uh, that was a powerful, powerful storm. Incredibly heavy winds. I mean, there were times that I had to brace myself. You know, I almost had to catch light spins, uh, debris, dodging that uh, at times. It was 
was an incredibly intense storm. Our team certainly did stay safe and took all of the precautions, thankfully. But that was an incredibly hard storm to cover. I, I think for me, it, it's even harder seeing the devastation, the aftermath, talking with the families who are heartbroken, talking with the families who are left with nothing, talking with the families who are coming face to face with this devastation. Uh, that is honestly the hardest part for me because you feel for them um, and you really feel their pain and you know the long road to recovery. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be extensive, a marathon and not a sprint for sure. You know, talking to Morgan Norwood, ABC News correspondent, you talk about expensive. There are a lot of people out there. I was surprised to find out that don't have flood insurance and a lot of people out there who they're not going to be able to rebuild in the way that they thought because it, it, this is going to bankrupt and destroy so many insurance companies. It's that big of a nightmare for everybody and the government's going to get involved, but it's going to be billions yeah, billions, um, billions upon billions. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I just finished interviewing a family, um, you know, who were victims in this fire, uh, you know, and obviously in this hurricane. Um, and they were talking to me. They just moved from up north three months ago, built this home from the ground up, and now it, it, it's been reduced to rubble. And so they, they were talking about how many phone calls that they've had to make to the insurance company, um, to some of the disaster aid, um, nonprofits, things like that. Just trying to navigate the system of recovery is is just as disastrous as, you know, um, the, the natural disaster itself. And so you, people really have a hard time here and it's going to be it's going to be difficult from all angles. And so um, our hurts are definitely with the folks here in southwest Florida, but also everyone back in North Carolina who um, though may not get in on the category four uh, hurricane are still going to feel some impact from this as well. Hey, Morgan, what's uh, right now like uh, what's the power situation like? How fast is that working uh, to get that restored? And, you know, because, you know, you heard Deuce, uh, not Deuce, but uh, DeSantis has come out and on several occasions said this thing could take weeks and months in certain areas. Is it starting to 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 come back a little quicker? You know what? I, I think it still stands that more than two million people across Florida are still in the dark. Um, you know, we know that thousands of linemen have descended upon the state to help restore power. But, you know, there's there's one thing that I'm checking on as well. You know, as the southeast is dealing with the storm, of course, neighboring states that started to send resources and linemen in as well. I'm just wondering uh, if they are also scrambling to get back home. Uh, with that said, we did know that the governor said that that was going to be a big priority for crews um, today and into the weekend is to try to figure out how to restore power. But again, they've got a, a difficult task on their hand. They're, they're dodging debris. They're dodging flooding. Um, and so, you know, this is really going to be extensive work in the days ahead, the months ahead, and the years ahead. Hey, last one. Uh, Morgan Norwood is out in uh, Venice, Florida, ABC news you told us the story of uh, of one family uh when you leave this area you know when you have a few minutes to think what is the one story maybe with a family that you're gonna you're gonna sit back and say wow i, I can't believe that i talked to that family and what happened you know, it would probably have to be that one, but there are so many stories um, like that. You know, I, I was looking at a, a piece of video that came in from one of our affiliates today. Um, you know, someone being pulled from the rubble um, for hours had been trapped underneath miraculously, you know, making it out alive. I mean, you hear those stories as well, but you also hear the stories of humanity. I mean, so many people, especially in Florida, you know, they come together during times like this. So we're seeing nonprofits. We're seeing churches. Um, we are really seeing, um, you know, humanity on full display, and we're seeing the helpers here. And so that makes my heart so happy um, because the people desperately need that. Yeah. Morgan, stay safe. Thanks for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. All right. Morgan Norwood on the ground, Venice, Florida, ABC News. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. We're going to hear a lot more of those stories of people under rubble. I saw, actually saw that one on social media. Uh, you know, we were talking about the one guy yesterday who woke up and, you know, his bed is floating off the ground. There's a ton of water under it. And, and he's, he's almost, naked. And he's almost hitting the ceiling. Florida. That's Florida. He's naked. So what does he do? He gets, he somehow finds his way to the roof of his house. And that's where he waits it out. No drawers on the roof of his house. So if you're driving down the road and you're, I mean, you're floating by and you're little, cause they're out there, you know, like, was it the Redneck Yacht Club or whatever's out there? They're, they're back out doing their thing and you cruise by and you see a naked guy in the roof and you let him like, in the boat. boat? Yeah. Yeah. No, guys. We'll get, we'll tell somebody else to come. They're behind us. Yeah. We don't pick people up. Throw them up. Yeah. Gosh. It's just terrible. All right, coming up next, something your parents need to hear. Are your kids using emojis to text so they can get drugs? Drugs are bad. I'll tell you which emojis you should be on the look lookout for next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. You know, yesterday we talked about fentanyl. And we learned a lot about fentanyl. What was this, Gary? 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than morphine. Oh, say it again. 50 times more potent than heroin. Right. And 100 times more potent than morphine. We've been talking about how in some schools around the country... Uh, Narcan is is going into a school. They're going to have it there. Libraries. Libraries are putting in kiosks. Jeez, that's scary. Where you can get... You know, something that hopefully will bring you back to life if you... Little kid only wanted to get to where the wild things, go, you know, grow. And next thing you know, there's a, there's a kiosk for Narcan. Right. It's, a, it's a learning experience, kids. Yeah. So we know that, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Arizona with seized a ton, like millions of, of fentanyl uh, pills. Um, I think there was one million. There was one story, one million fentanyl pills seized from an Avondale home. And since April, what has it been? 10.2 million in Arizona with that big federal bust? Right. Right. So it's pretty interesting. When you, when you talk about kids who are trying to get their hands on drugs, and we talked about the kid in L.A., uh, a young girl, I think in high school, bought a, a Xanax, bought a pill. Now she either wanted to relax or she was, you know, she has some mental health issues that she's trying to, you know, get through. She's we don't trying know. to numb herself, basically, right. or party or something. And right. she thinks she bought A and she really bought death. Yeah. And she and, it, and, the, and the, it killed her. It killed her. So there's this this uh, new study out about uh, emojis that your child might be using and they could be drug related. Like, you know, you look at an emoji, pretty innocent. Are your kids sending mm. emojis? Well, you hope it's pretty innocent. We know it's, what some of those other ones are, huh? Yeah. So what are the ones that you have to look for as a parent uh, if your kid is using an emoji for drugs? The DEA recently released this. It's called the Emoji Drug Code. You can see it gives some of those common symbols people may be using to talk about illegal drugs. I spoke to Blaine Archer with Soul Surgery in Scottsdale. It's an adult addiction and mental health treatment center. Blaine actually has a really close personal connection to all of this. He himself became addicted to prescription painkillers when he was just 10 years old. That led to heroin, fentanyl, and eventually living on the streets of phoenix by the time he was 18 he's helping others now that he's clean and he's also teaching parents about this code that could be lurking behind your child's texts 
So here at Soul Surgery, like some of the common emojis that we are seeing is the blue dot. And if you add the explosion with the school bus, what that's refre- uh, the reference to that is you're looking for fentanyl. And then when you add like the bomb or the explosion, you're referencing to like the potency. So you want strong fentanyl. Oh, so a blue dot. Did he say a bus? Then I know that there was an explosion. There's an in explosion, there and I just and now that this is out, it's code. It's code. Everybody's going to go. Well, we got to change the code. Yeah, we got to change the code. You're right. You're right. And then when you add like a bus or a car, you're asking if you can get delivered. Like you have to compass it with the behaviors behind it, right? Like the isolation, if they're more irritable, if they're more discontent, if their grades are dramatically dropping, if their you know, school attendance is also declining. Yeah, and that combination he showed us there on our shoot is obviously one of many that could be possible. There are a lot of symbols behind this, so you you can find that drug emoji code online. Print out the sheet. It's at dea.gov slash one pill. Yeah, if you, if you can find it online, mom and dad, the kids have already found it. And there's a way around it. And there's a way around it. Yeah, but that also goes back to now you have to have your a talk with your kid about fentanyl. That's the big thing. That's it. You have to go and talk to your kid. You have to engage in their life and find out, hey, look, you might dabble a little bit in drinking and smoking some weed or something like that. But there are things out there that the game is totally different and that one pill can kill is right. And we're, it's like uh, venom snake, venomous snakes. You know, it, it, this one can kill 70,000 mice with one drop. And that's that equates to 12 men. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And one I of think, these little things can kill a bunch of your friends. Right. And I think the thing you have to say is you might be thinking you're buying A, but you're buying B. You might think you're getting a pill for anxiety and it's a Xanax, but it's you don't know it's laced with fentanyl. Yeah. You don't know it's not laced with fentanyl. So you know what? Assume everything is laced with fentanyl. So don't buy anything. Right there. Hit it. Don't Just buy assume anything. everything is laced with fentanyl. Don't take a pill. Don't buy a pill. It could kill you. Because it's not what you think you're buying. All right, coming up next, the major black eye for the NFL last night. Ooh, scary scene. We'll discuss it on the Gatos and Chad Show.